everybody. It's What's So a Coco Mulder, and it is uh, January 12th. Happy New Year to those people who I have not had the opportunity to say Happy New Year's to out here in the world. It is um, it's an interesting thing that I'm going to talk about tonight because um, I kind of had a couple days to think about it and, uh, and, and just let it sit in my spirit. Um, I was reading an article on LinkedIn a couple days ago, and it was talking about how people need to stop embarrassing um, folks who don't have a college degree or university degree, especially for those who have made a decision to like pursue like community college um, first, or they may have taken on an apprenticeship or a uh, internship, and and basically they have taken a different path, right? Um, Unlike the rest of us who have spent thousands of dollars um, pre uh, this time and uh, assumed uh, an enormous amount of debt to Aunt Sally and Uncle Department of uh, Education, um, I think that we have to be very careful uh, in, you know, pushing a platform that may not fit everybody, right? Uh, We have to take a look at, you know, the graduation rates. We have to take a look at the dropout rates. We have to take a look at (laughs) COVID-19, right? We in, uh, we in the long haul with, uh, COVID and Amarion, Amaricron and, you know, all of these different, uh, mutations of COVID-19, right? And so recently, like I said, I read this article and it focused on pushing people to stop making individuals feel embarrassed um, about attending community college rather than a traditional four-year college or university. Now, why is it important? Well, it's simple. Everyone does not have the same path in life to reach those goals. Some have detours, barriers, interruptions, they have obligations, or life itself just presents for them in a way that would take an alternative route in gaining what we call a post-secondary degree. And in actuality, when a kid today is heading towards graduating from their local high schools, I can guarantee you they have never in their lives heard of the term post-secondary education. Yet we know it, right? Those of us who are college graduates, academics, professionals, leaders, mentors, we know what it took for us to get to where we currently are in our roles. However, we still may have done it quite differently than what today's students will have the opportunity to when they are choosing their path. Remember, it's their path and probably uh, they're going to do it with a lot less debt to income ratio. Uh, and as I said, that's all thanks to Aunt Sally Mae and Uncle Department of Education who allowed us to just borrow, borrow, borrow. Uh, and, you know, it just is what it is. So defining what post-secondary education looks looks like now is even more important because it's no longer just limited to getting that college degree, right? Oh no, college isn't the only path. Absolutely not. It's not the only path. And these young people walking out of their high schools are now able to leave with college credits. We didn't have college credits when we were in high school. I, I know I didn't, and you know, and I'm probably aging myself. Uh, But we didn't have those opportunities to get college credits while we were in high school, right? And so you you got those credits from your community college and then you transferred them over and then you saved yourself, you know, uh, that freshman and sophomore year. Like, I wish I had done that because then I probably saved myself a lot of uh, heartache. So these young people uh, are, you know, looking at post-secondary opportunities, you know, in a whole different 
uh, mindset, right? So we have the trades, right? <laughs> if you think about the trades, a lot of people, you know, well, our generation or my generation, you had a choice. You go to college, you go to the military, or you go into, we here, we are here in Michigan, you go into um, the big three, Chrysler, GM, Ford, right? Uh, we call that, you know, jokingly, the plantation, right? You knew you could get a job in one of those um, spaces, so as long as students continue their education after high school, whether it's getting a GED, an associate's degree, a, certif- a, cert- a cert- excuse me, a certificate program, an apprenticeship, etc., 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 then they are in the realm of post-secondary education. And so we have to be very careful because students have to be open to furthering their education. Like we don't we don't want to shoot them down because they're not taking our path. Even if no one in their families have ever gone to college or beyond, we call these students our first gens, right? These are the kids who are the first generation of their families to actually obtain a post-secondary opportunity by attending community college, vocational schools, or getting those certifications that I'm talking about. So let's be honest. There's some students who are just better suited for crafts and or skills of specific jobs over some of us with masters and PhDs. So these same individuals are able to excel in academic training for careers where some of us would fold under the pressure, okay? Because I can tell you right now, I don't have the skill set to replace a furnace or to reroute my air conditioning or, um, you know, to change the electricity through my house. So these are just some examples of students, right? Like think about the computer networking, right? Uh, There are kids, my son is one of them, who can build a computer from scratch, right? He, he is that kind of kid. Um, he can, you know, uh, fly drones, right? Like these are things that I would have never thought about doing back in my day as a 13-year-old or 14-year-old. So let's think about it. Electricians, plumbers, carpenters, those in the construction trades, These young people need the hands-on experience along with the math and science background, right? Because quite frankly, if you can't read a ruler and you can't add and subtract, you might not want to be doing carpentry or you may not want to be working with uh, electrical wiring because, honey, you're going to tear something up. So how about those young people who enjoy baking or cooking, who one day have a dream of opening up their own bakery or catering business and their families are like, you got to go to college. Well, you know what? How about they start baking or how about they start selling dinners, you know, and and then figuring out if that's really what their passion is. And then they go back and get that business degree and then that culinary sort of, you know, certificate. So those that enjoy keeping us all looking fancy and fresh when we make our appointments for haircuts and raisins and beautifying, okay, they attend some serious cosmetology programs in our region, but do not have to go to what we consider a traditional college because to become a professional in their trade. Now, yes, do they need certifications and all that? Yes, they do. However, they don't have to spend a lot of money to go to the university to get that stuff. So this <clears throat> is what I want you to understand their path is just different in where they start. So let me just give you a little bit of statistics. According to the usnews.com, the state of Michigan has an 89% graduation rate. Why is that important? Because graduation rates are great indicators for a person's future quality of life. If you are able to graduate from high school and move into that post-secondary opportunity, then you are better you are making your quality of life better. 
thinkimpact.com shares that 79% of black students, 81% of Hispanic students, and 89.7% of Caucasian students graduated on time, y'all. So there's a misnomer out here that these kids are not doing what they need to be doing. And and that's just not true. Black students' graduation rates have increased by 12%, but still 6.3 points below the national average. While Hispanic student graduation rates have increased by 10%, but still 4.3 points below the national average. Ha! Okay, so graduation rates are amazing here in Michigan, but on the other end of this trajectory is the dropout rate. Now, the Michigan Department of Education shares that our dropout rate as of 2020 is at 7.7%. This may or may not change as a result of our dear old friend COVID-19. It has, however, decreased, which is a, it's just wonderful. It has decreased. However, there are students who made a critical decision to prevent themselves from even having access to post-secondary opportunities. So they took themselves out of the game. They quit. So those same young people are the ones we want to find a way to return to complete either their high school diploma or their GED. Let's be honest, there's a need for the completion, finishing or making it to the goal. And we have to look at why people are choosing to go to college over going right into a career school. Okay, there's a choice. Kids have choice. Young people have to get that they only fail if they stop trying. Harriet Beecher Stowe says, never give up for that is just the place and time that the tide will turn. Don't stop because you just are two seconds or maybe an hour or maybe a day or maybe weeks or maybe months away from something shifting in your life. So as adults, we have to be mindful of the mindset we are giving to the young people in our lives, whether they are two or 22. They believe that the things that we tell them, they believe what we are pouring into their psyche. So if you find that you are feeling some kind of way because your person, your young person is deciding to choose community college over the university or trade school over community college or an apprenticeship or internship over any of those, then it is you that actually has the problem. There are so many resources available to parents and guardians to help them get their high school seniors into the right space for access to post-secondary opportunities. It is also helpful uh, to parents for you to know what local agencies can provide the needed information for successfully helping your child meet their goals. This could be high school counselors. This could be college ready, uh, excuse me, college readiness uh, counselors at local colleges and community colleges. Uh, they have college coaches. Uh, there, You can set up your child to do college campus visits because they are now virtual, right? You don't have to drive all over the place now. You can just set up an appointment virtually to meet with the college that your child may be interested in or a, an apprentice program or, you know, set up a job shadowing. Uh, you need to find out what organizations are looking for apprentices or looking for interns. Uh, if I was an 11th or 12th grader, I would start looking at that stuff in 11th and 12th grade before I even leave college. Uh, and then set up with organizations who are looking for students to do those job shadowing opportunities. These are just a few ways for you to help your high school student pre- prepare for their futures, whatever they may be for them, not for you. And that's all I have today. And that's what's so with Coco Mulder. Um, I just wanted to just share that with you. Um, I just think that we have to be mindful that the lives that we lead may not be the lives, the lifestyles that our children lead. 
And so I would just ask that you encourage them if they are thinking about entrepreneurship, if they're thinking about starting their own businesses, just put a little encouragement behind them because that goes a long way from you, you know, in your mind thinking that that college degree is is much more important. However long it takes them to get there, I think that that's what we should we should be supporting versus, you know, forcing on them the debt that we took on in our time period, right? So that's just what I have. That's what's so with Coco Mulder. I wish everybody well. As always, do a, a random act of kindness because you just never know what um, people are going through. Be well.